My name is Jeremiah Sinclair, and I am ready to die. And why wouldn't I be? I had just rescued my wife and my children from a man so evil that he would undoubtedly haunt my family's dreams for generations. And instead of taking them in my arms and fleeing to someplace safe, someplace inviting and warm and loving and peaceful, I packed them into my car and sent them on their way. Oh, yeah. And I also made sure that their last image of myself would be me standing and partnering with their nightmare. Father of the year, here I come. You can't change the past, Sam. I'm aware of that, Dylan. But do I have to cloud my future, too? If we don't work with him, then we are working against him. And while I have no qualms with killing him, I'd much rather savor the feeling of killing the man who tried to kill me. Treadwell. Yes. Never forget, Sin. He is the one who caused all of our pain. Yes. Clements may have acted out the scenes that hurt your children, but Treadwell? Treadwell wrote them. I can hear you both, you know. This conversation can be solved as easily as me pulling out my gun and shooting both of you. Then why don't you? As a matter of fact, why are you talking? I was hoping that right cross to your jaw would have rendered you silent. I don't know who taught you to fight, but they sure didn't teach you how to win. The only thing that kept me from killing you was her gun. Otherwise, I would have turned you into paste. Is that so? Yes, it is. Okay. So this pissing contest is officially over. We don't have time to deal with the two of you trying to convince the other that you are strong. You know, it doesn't really matter anyway. But there is someone stronger than either of you in this very same area. And he is getting stronger by the minute. That is our target. Now, if either of you is unable to recognize that, then let me know. And then what? And then I will make sure that we can't ride in the carpool lane. I'm going to kill Treadwell. Whether or not you attend the event doesn't matter to me in the least. I swear both of you are acting like children. As a matter of fact... What? If I didn't know any better, I would say that you both were scared. Clements took a look at me and glowered. I suppressed the urge to roll my eyes. Scared? Scared. The word lingered in the air like a generic perfume, clotting in my throat. Scared? 
What did I have to be scared of? I was about to confront and kill Treadwell, and afterwards, I would kill Clements. Scared? Nothing could be further from the truth. Well, you might be scared of failure. Failure? Yeah, Sin. Remember when I told you that you weren't? Nor would you ever be super nigga? Nothing has transpired to change that sentiment. Transpired, huh? Hmm. Someone's been reading a thesaurus. Fuck you. We got into the car. Dylan in the driver's seat. Clements and I in the back. Why am I driving? Because I don't want to give him an opportunity to shoot me in the back of the head while I drive. So, you would allow him that opportunity for me? If he killed you, he'd be dead before he could enjoy it. You can't be serious. Turn on the radio. Dylan turned on the radio, and we rode in silence, letting the music wash over us. Do we have a plan? Eh? Sin plans on killing you. Not really. The office building is pretty well controlled as far as we saw. There were four guards that came down as... As soon as what? As soon as they saw the threat on camera. We need to take out their cameras. If we can cut those, then we may have more of a chance to get the Treadwell. We can cut the cameras if they have the wiring outside. Which, I doubt Treadwell is dumb enough to do that. But, if he isn't, which I doubt, I'm sure that they have some sort of alarm that would go off as soon as the wires were cut. Then, instead of dealing with his soldiers inside, we get to deal with the whole office building outside. I don't like the idea of dealing with invisible guards in wide open spaces. Hmm. Tell her that if we... My name is Dylan. Look, er, since I'm going to kill you in about 45 minutes, I really don't need to waste time knowing or calling you by name. Hmm. Anyhow, if we get into the building, all bets are off. We can shoot our way up to Treadwell. We shoot Treadwell, I shoot you, I shoot her, then I... Or I shoot you now. We've been through this before. You would lose. You will lose. But certainly, I have more pressing issues. I really need the two of you to focus. We will be at this office in about six minutes. And right now, we don't have a plan. What are we going to do? Clements, before you took my kids to that warehouse and cut off your daughter's finger? Sin, focus. Did you get a chance to look around upstairs? What is security like on the second floor? Well, the four guards that you saw are part of a larger group of nine. The staircases place you at the end of a hallway. The guards have an office about midway between the staircase and the other end of the hallway. 
which is where Treadwell's office is located at. Okay. So, if we can get to the second floor and ambush some guards, maybe we can put on our gear and go from there. Perhaps, but... But what? Treadwell isn't stupid. He's a lot of things. Yeah. Tall, boring, carrier multiple diseases, and if we're lucky, STDs. Uh, world record holder for holding breath. Are you done? Nope. He's also the only man that I know with an incurable bout of halitosis. Now, yep, now I'm done. But not stupid. What was the last thing that I told him? Um, that you were coming back for him. And that I was going to kill him. And he said the exact same thing. Look, I am aware that the two of you are less than smart. But let's take the shortcut. If you walk in that building, he is going to kill you immediately. I am almost certain that he has guards waiting for you in the lobby, if not in the parking lot. Pull over. What? Pull over. Why am I pulled over? And who do you think you are talking to? I am talking to you, her. And the reason why we are pulled over is because we aren't on a timetable. For all Treadwell knows, you are both dead. Or you're dead. He knows better than that. Asshole. So if he thinks you are dead, or if he still thinks you are struggling with your last breath while I squeeze tighter around your bronchial tubes... This nigga is super specific. Then he isn't worried about any repercussions. He doesn't plan on you coming back. So he's likely relaxed. No. Treadwell never relaxes, even though you are dead. You assume he thinks that? He knows me. You're dead. Anyway, even though you are dead, he still knows that I am here, and he is likely expecting me back to collect my fee. Fee? Yes, fee. Exactly how much is sin worth? If you want, we can play the hot, cold, or warm game. No need. I don't discuss fees with anyone living. But you you initially discussed them with Treadwell. Who will be dead soon? Ooh, paradox. Come on, man. How much is sin worth? Why should I tell you? why should I tell him? Oh, I get it. This is one of those, Daddy, am I a pretty girl moments that you missed out on with your daughter over the past couple of months. Okay. Mention my kids again, and... And what? Anyhow, you are worth about $1.5 million. Dead. Hmm. Hmm. That is a high fee for one guy, don't you think? I don't know. I'm usually assigned to multiple targets at once. How did he find out about me? Shut up. 
Well, if he's worth 1.5 million, how much am I worth? You aren't. Excuse me? You are free. Remember, you should have died in the explosion at your building. Right. You are a ghost. You are extracurricular. You are an extravagance. You are non-essential, a treat, a luxury, unneeded. In other words, you are dispensable. Use the non-motherfucking factor, bitch! Really? Sorry. It, it was bubbling up in my guts like hot link aftermath. Oh. Well, I guess it's good to know where I stand in all of this. Where you stand? Well, in the grand scheme of things, you are the cameraman on the sideline of the football game that gets knocked over when a player gets tackled out of bounds. The game continues, whether you are in agony or not. Wow. That is a very specific analogy. I do pain. Do you watch football, Clement? Do you give a damn? Let's get back to the point. He expects you dead. Whatever message he gave you that gave up my location was likely a ploy by him that would have resulted in your death. As such, he won't know that you told me about his betrayal of me. And what he doesn't know... ...will kill him. Exactly. I can walk directly into that building and into his office as I have done many times before. And he would not be any wiser. So then what? Are you going to kill him? I'd rather you didn't. Because I had dibs on pulling the trigger. No. I get patted down whenever I walk into his office. You see, I may be working for him at the moment. Or with him. Or whatever. But I am a mercenary and can be hired by anyone at any time to kill anyone. And Treadwell knows this. What is your website? www.imerkallyouniggas.com? Do you take PayPal? So, you can't kill him? Nope. But can you draw him out? Nope. Then what purpose do you serve? When I meet with Treadwell, it is always in his office, and it is always one-on-one. Ah, I see. So, you clear out all his guards with your presence, and we have him. Alone. Are there any windows? One. Is it big? No. So, I'm gonna need a sniper rifle. Yep. Sin, you never truly got the opportunity to dig through Dylan's Mary Poppins bag of horrors. Maybe she has a sniper rifle in there. Hmm. It's worth a try. Dylan, do you have... I thought you'd never ask. I do have one. It is a Barrett M99. It will give the shot. But... But what? You are an assassin. You know what. 
I did. While the Barrett was a great gun, it was also a single shot bolt action, which meant we're only going to have one shot at this. Yes. If you want, I can take the shot. No, this ends with me. Darn, I really wanted to kill him. <sighs> I still want her to marry me. So, we need to find a good vantage point where we can set up. And then, Clements, you go and draw him out. Lead him to the window. I'll take the shot, kill Treadwell, and we're done. Okay, let's go. Dylan started the car again, and we pulled off. On the road again. We just can't wait to be on the road again. You need a nap. I love that song. It's the shit. I don't know all the words, but then again, neither does the guy who made it. Are you saying that Willie Nelson doesn't remember the lyrics to On the Road Again? Uh, yeah. Dude is at least 200 years old and smokes more weed than a campfire. He has to have SIA. SIA? Yep. Self-induced Alzheimer's. You are a self-induced asshole. Sin, that makes no sense. We drove on in silence, each planning for our next move. Is this what we do now? What? I'm pretty sure that this will be your final step in your pursuit to save the world. Dramatic. But sure, it, it likely is. And then what? Do you go out and kill your next assignment? Do you go back to the corporation? I don't know. I haven't decided. I, I just want to spend time with my wife and kids. Well, worst come to worst, you can always become a shop teacher. A shop teacher? Yep. Those fools don't seem to need any credentials to become a teacher. I have yet to see a shop teacher that has all their limbs. I'm going to take time out to bring my kids back to me. Then we'll look at other options. Dylan stopped the car in a parking lot of a six-story building that was two buildings west of Treadwell's Enclave. From here, Clements, would we have a good view of his office window? No, but it will be the best one you're going to get. Get out. to answer that let's go we walked to the building and stopped we don't have any idea what this building is or is for we have no backstory here how are we going to get where we need to be we winged it 
We walked into the building and a doorbell dinged, alerting our presence immediately. Welcome to Everson Lofts, the last line of comfort. My name is Juliard and I am the sales manager here. How can I be of assistance? Dylan and I looked at each other. I... Hi. My name is Sherry. And this is my husband, Mike. We are newlyweds. Congratulations! Thank you. We have been looking at places to be our first home. And your thoughts just... They just spoke to me. Mike agrees. Don't you, Mike? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, resplendent. They are, uh, absolutely, um... Uh, breathtaking? Uh, awe-inspiring. Awe they leave you speechless, that's for sure. We would like to view a love, but we have a request. What is that? I want to see the sunset every evening with nothing blocking my view. Mike proposed to me as the sunset over the mountains in Tibet. And I want to remember that moment every day of my life. Don't be kissing on my woman. You kissed her too. Oh, yeah. Can we faint? No. She's landing on rather thick, don't you think? Just a bit. That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I think I'm getting teary-eyed. Yep. Excuse me while I get a Kleenex. What are you doing? Getting us around with a view. Thank you for your patience. We have the perfect loft available on the sixth floor. It is the Night Spur. And if you look at this layout, you will see that it is 1,250 square feet with two bedrooms and a master bathroom and drum roll, please. Floor to ceiling windows that greet the sunset with open arms. Wow. That's Perfect! Perfect. <laughs> yeah, newlyweds. Juliard, I have a request. Shoot. Can, um... Can Sherry and I, uh... See the loft on our own? It'll, it'll give us a chance to really discuss the pros and cons. No cons, I hope. And, and we agree, but still, we'd like to see the... Beauty for ourselves. Is that all right? Well, I don't usually do that, but what the heck? This is like our wedding gift to you. Here's the key. It is 6B. Thank you, Juilliard. You are an angel. Absolute. Call me Julie. Everyone else does. Sure thing, Julie. Thank you. We took the keys and walked to the elevator. We pushed the call button, 
The elevator arrived, and we stepped in and pushed the sixth floor button. As we turned to face Juilliard, he was waving at us. We waved back. He's such a nice guy. Yup. He's probably going to lose his job over this. Yup. So, we'll send a cookie bouquet. You, my dear, are a saint. The doors opened on the sixth floor, and we walked to 6B. I turned the key in the lock, and we walked in. Wow. This is nice. Look at that view. You can see the mountains from here. Fuck that. You can see Treadwell's building from here. Oh, oh. I didn't know you were back in business mode. Huh? Let's say that. The windows were floor to ceiling, as Juilliard had advertised. And as we walked towards them, we also noticed a balcony with three spaced railings. Jackpot. We opened the door to the balcony, and Dylan grabbed some binoculars from her purse. She looked through them, nodded, and handed them to me. I see the window. I don't see Clements or Treadwell, though. Are you sure it's the right window? Do we have a choice? Set it. I took the Barrett out of the bag and assembled it. Dylan set up the bipod. I handed the gun to her, and she kissed an icicle and loaded it into the gun. Kiss of death. Roasting hell, you bitch. Now we wait. We both sat down on the balcony and looked at the area. So, you grew up nearby here? Yeah, nearby. And you hated it? I didn't hate it. But after Silas died... You just couldn't tolerate it anymore? Yeah. Dylan looked at me and then looked through the binoculars again. They're in place. I laid prone, placed the gun on the bipod, and took a look through the scope. Sam! I saw what she saw a few seconds after she did. Clements was pointing a finger at the building, and Treadwell was aiming a gun of his own. And what? Anyhow, you're worth $1.5 million. Dead. He never mentioned how much you're worth alive. He was never planning on collecting that. This is Single Simulcast.